Commander, Hail Ming approaching. What do you mean, Hail Ming approaching? More rocket Ajaxes on our screen and heading right for us. Secure all posts. Raise all shields. Fire all lasers. Cue the music. Whatever episode of Hailming Power Hour this is, uh, it might be unprofessional, but I've lost count because we've been doing it so infrequently. But we are so glad to be back with you to talk about one of my favorites and, uh, you know, old scratches here. Uh, a TV show that never got made and when it finally was brought to our attention, it was uh, it was more entertaining than it should be. So, you know, we're glad to be back in the saddle making content for you to enjoy and we hope that all of you out there are having a great time and a good life and um everybody's uh, gainfully employed and happy how are you doing rick i am fan freaking tastic <laughs> yeah you've been doing some podcasts lately i hear yeah yeah i kind of kicked off and, and did a little solo thing that is basically like hail ming by myself but on crack so yeah you know but it's it's a lot of fun and uh you know but uh, that's what you do when you when you get bored. It's true. It's what you do when you get bored. I mean, other people might do other things. Yeah. You you tend to stay productive, and I've always admired that about you. Well, it, it may be the wrong kind of productive, though. Just ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's between you. You know, and you her. could work on the house. Nope. Sorry, I gotta go do funny voices. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm glad we're finally doing this again, and I, we've both been really busy, and and again the whole quarantine stuff, all that just really, you know, I know it's put a big stress on you with your work and everything. So anytime we can get together, you know, it, it may be few and far between when we get a chance to do some stuff, but it's never a letdown, and it's always fun. And I know the people that are the diehard fans out there could care less as long as they get some sort of content they're they're okay with it yeah and and i'm glad that we still have a fan base and that they've all started their own things i'm, I'm excited to watch them grow it's a it's an absolute wonder that we've got fans <laughs> <laughs> fans contemporaries you know um people who pity us that kind of thing <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah man garth Maringay's Death Place, Dark Place, Death Place. <laughs> Garth Meringue's Dark Place is something that you introduced me to. So uh, this is something that I constantly show people that, uh, hey, you need to check out these six episodes. So this will be something different for us because it's it's not a movie. It's a series of sorts. You can check them all out on YouTube. But we're going to do just a couple episodes at a time and just kind of dissect them. Uh, just to give you a feel of what you're missing because you're not watching this show. Yeah, that's always the point, is to try and bring something to your attention that we love, and hopefully you in turn will love as well. Uh, yeah, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place has a, I don't know, it's got a, a place in my heart, and uh, rediscovering it was a lot of fun. And, and to be honest, it was either this episode of, of this TV series or DC Cab. So. <laughs> <laughs> DC Cab would be pretty awesome. <laughs> so if you folks want us to cover DC Cab in the near future or in the next, I don't know, six months, <laughs> let us let us know. Yeah, DC Cab. 
Mr. T? Who else was in that? Just Mr. Uh, T? One of the guys that was on uh, Bernie Miller. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Paul once Rodriguez. I start watching it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. I just Gary, remember Gary Mr. Busey. T and yeah. the, the big gold car and, you know, that he gets to get the kids off their rugs. But yeah. I'd, I'd like to see Gary that again. You got Gary You got the Barbarian Twins. Oh, my God. So if you want us to watch DC Cab, you might want to make that a, a silent proposal. <laughs> no, no. I'll definitely watch DC Cab for you. Good or bad. If it ends up being bad, I'll, I'll tell you it was bad. I was wrong about Sinbad and the Other Tiger, wasn't I? I thought that was going to be great. <laughs> and it totally wasn't. It was good. <laughs> well, it was... No, it, it wasn't what I remembered, for sure. I still dug it. Hey, you know, it had its moments. It still has some great creature uh, effects. And, and, you know, it was a Sinbad movie. It, it was swashbuckling, all that. But that's not what we're talking about. We're that talking woman about... had a pelican foot. <laughs> yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> not enough. <sighs> oh, so I guess let's, uh, let's take a little short break. We'll come back and start jumping into this. Sounds good. <laughs> Be back in a minute, folks. The Hailming Power Hour is brought to you by Ninja Proof Billiard Supplies, reinforced to keep ninjas from busting your balls, and loyal subjects of Mongo like you. Hailming! everybody as you heard we're getting ready to jump into this episode about the tv series and uh in order to do that we got things we've been catching up while you were on that incredible commercial break we just had Mm -hmm. and uh we decided that we want to jump in we got a lot of catching up to do with uh what did you watch woman had a pelican leg <laughs> she i mean it was straight up it, it looked right. like it was made of wood or something too all right danny it's been a while we haven't done this in a bit what have you watched and i watched a uh it was it was kind of a, a, a mockumentary it was like a docudrama about a fake creature and it was it was about salacious crumb from uh return of the jedi you remember him he sat and laughed on job of the hut's oh, yeah. lap and it, it was kind of a it was a biopic yeah, everybody hates him. It was, it was actually called. It's a biopic. Yeah, it was. It was called "The Crumb You Love to Hate." Is what it was called. It was about Salacious Crumb, and it was his life and time. You know, he was born a little egg in the you know the Henson Studios, and then um, you know he he lived his life in Jabba's palace, and and it ended with a you know a heartfelt uh, retelling of how he ate Jabba the Hutt's tongue after uh, after Jabba was strangled to death by Princess Leia. I mean. It, it had ups and downs. It had moments to cry about. I mean, it was uh, it was something. Well, you know what? When you live in a desert, you don't let any food go to waste. So That's I true. totally understand that. And, and he flashed back to his mother and father telling him, you know, never to let food go to waste. And then, you know, he just went chowing down on that big old tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that sounds fantastic. You can see it on Hulu. Or um, or you know Prime, or you can get it on Amazon. You have to pay for it, um, but you can also yeah, watch it on watch Hulu. It on Hulu Prime. Yeah, Hulu Prime. Hulu Prime. It's an Autobot. <laughs> well, you you know me, I'm a sucker for a good documentary. And I know this one did did not uh, did not disappoint at all, and, uh, and this is about the great Celine Dion when she retired, and she went out and bought uh, many struggling companies. And uh, came up with a, a paradigm shift in creating new revenue for these companies by combining. Um, no, hey, I'm, I'm, she took I'm these all, companies and put them together. I'm on, I'm on board. She, she she made a unique unique <laughs> product, and this docu documentary is about the do's and the don'ts of entrepreneurship and the 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 luck of staying positive. And the brilliant idea she had was combining the the Buffalo Jerky Company and the purchase of Shit's Beer. 
And then the, the combination is uh, every bar fly in the world can't ignore it. So don't forget to check out. It's on YouTube. You can check out there because it's not really playing anywhere else. But it, mm. it's Celine Dion and the Buffalo Shits. And the lights are going on in House of Love. That's that's all I got there. It's, <laughs> maybe they're going off because everybody's got the Buffalo Shits. <laughs> Man, that's Celine Dion. Oh. Yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. she's all over it. All over it. <laughs> I believe that was an 80s song by Nia Cherry called The Buffalo Shits. <laughs> I may be wrong. That's Buffalo Stance. I'm sorry. You know, I, I think it's close enough. <laughs> it's close damn enough. We all stand in the Buffalo Shits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you got any more What Did You Watch? No, no, not after that. <laughs> okay. That's it for What Did You Watch? What You know what? I just realized because we haven't done this in a while that uh, we were supposed to do that the first part of the show. <laughs> so here we are. What did we do wrong? What? Well, we're supposed to do that, and then we usually take a break after that. But being that we're you know doing our thing here, uh, yeah, uh, we we're going to proceed on and uh, talk about <laughs> the episode because I've totally screwed up the layout of this show. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Before we do that, though, we, we know we have to pay for the for the uh, the time machine. So. We've got a uh, we've got sponsors. Yeah, we're we're good after that. <laughs> you got sponsors? Well, you know it's been tough. You know the the quarantine's been going on. Places going out of business. People don't have a lot of disposable income. But I have managed to find a fertilizer company that would uh, that would give us a little bit of sponsorship. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't have any sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, well, I do have a sponsor, and I've actually got a commercial to play. <laughs> oh no, that's good. Yeah, so our, our good friend, but because of Corona and all that stuff, uh, you know, people have to do other things to make ends meet. And and our good friend Darren Wilson started a travel agency, and uh, they've got a commercial for uh, new locations for you to visit under the certain the current circumstances. And this one was actually used on uh, on another show where we were talking about some things that go on in this location. And that would be the friendly town of Dunwich. So here's a commercial for a uh, travel agency going to Dunwich. Hey, you need a place to get away? Come to scenic Dunwich, town of opportunity. A place where everyone means well. And the town folk are cordial and considerate. But if it's beautiful scenery you want, <laughs> well, this is not your town because you can't see shit because of the intense fog. <laughs> but you are welcome to hang out at the local tavern and have a nice cold Milwaukee's best. Nice people, but no restaurants. That's f***ing Dunwich. Contact your travel agent today. So, yeah, there you go, folks. It Visit seems Dunwich. pretty real, you know. Like, like they're not—they're not blowing smoke. They just have a fog. No, they're telling you the truth. That's yeah. something Darren said. He said that we don't want to promote places that are, you know, full of bells and whistles that don't deliver on the promises. Dunwich delivers exactly what it says. You can get a Milwaukee's best. There you go. <laughs> they deliver. Oh, so without further ado. Being that this is a series, we fear there's no sense in jumping in the time machine. So we're going to jump into the, the series Jumping Donkey. Here we are. I hate the series Jumping Donkey. It's such a rough ride. <laughs> so yeah, here we are. The beginning of Garth Meringue's Dark Place. Manuel, what what can I say about this show other than it's it's a misunderstood genius? Maybe totally it's understood agree. genius. I don't know. So the whole premise is that the show was made in the '80s and it is being released now 
with some commentary from the creators. You know, the, the main creator being Garth Marenghi, a uh, a horror novelist who um, has, you know, he was who was really up on himself and and wrote, produced, and starred in this show. And uh, if you can imagine just how yeah. how the humor goes, then it's exactly what you'd expect. It, he's a a Stephen King kind of kind of person that they're portraying here, so it's uh, pretty hilarious. So we do have synopsis for these episodes, just yes, to keep it fun. So so we're ready for you. Want to do the synopsis now for this one? Well, I, I managed to get uh, an old friend from our, um, you know, our Howling and Howling Two episode to come back and, and do a synopsis for us, and so um, I think I've got that recording. I sent it to you a little while ago. Yep. All right. Let's see what we got. Well, hello. The boys called me up and asked if I would drum up some support about a little program. It's about Garth Marenghi. I think it's a show about dogs. These little schnauzers and labradors team up to fight against an evil cook brandishing frying pots and pans. It's a true story, I think. (laughs) Well, Ringo out. Take it away, boys. There you go, Freddie Mercury. That's right. And he was even playing some music behind him. Yeah, just just in case. I'm not proud of myself. Ringo. Right. That's Ringo. All right, dude. Here we go. Okay. Uh, we we've made a list. We've checked it twice. What's the reasons for watching the first episode of Garth Marenghi? Well, so, so you know, I just want, like I said, I got some sound clips here to go along with some of these things, just so you get the kind of the feel of the show. It's it's one of those British uh, comedy, you know, uh, like Mighty Boosh style. Uh, got the same cast of actors that show up in a lot of other shows, like the IT crowd. and, and um, But the first mm-hmm. reason I've got for, for watching Once Upon a Beginning, which is the first uh, episode, is during the intro... Garth Marenghi is 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 jumping from an exploding ambulance carrying a baby. <laughs> yeah, man. The whole intro of the I mean, it's one thing he he does the little talking intro introducing you to right. why the show's back on TV. But the actual intro to the TV show is just absolutely hilarious, man. It is everything cheesy 80s rolled into one beginning of a show it's it's a little bit marcus welby it's a little bit trapper john it's a little bit macgyver i mean <laughs> yeah yeah and and i thought about it's getting the, the, the theme song but I, it just you're just gonna have to watch it and watch this 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 intro because it is over the top and um i did get a, yeah. a sound clip of, of garth talking about the show you know so so uh, it's called garth on dark place and i i said that to you so back in the 1980s i wrote directed and starred in garth Marenghi's dark place a television program so radical so risky so dangerous so goddamn crazy that the so-called powers that be became too scared to show it and jit me much in the same way that women have done ever since they sniffed out my money <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, you get this, and then you get that intro, and and the first thing is him jumping from an exploding ambulance with a baby. Oh man! It's just and the, and the music is all eighty synthesizer, and in the background they got people going dark place, dark place, dark place, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all over the the, oh. uh, the the dark place hospital, which is a model which they show like four times an episode <laughs> with a big a twisty ba- tree out. A front. very bad model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I, I love the beginning when he's at the typewriter and it's all blue screen, but it's mm-hmm. very bad blue screen, and he's typing away, and it's almost like the beginning of Twilight Zone, where his big—it's just he's just a floating head, <laughs> yeah. and images are going by, and he's like looking from side to side. It's just <laughs> hilarious, man. Yeah, he throws like a sheet of paper, and the sheet of paper is floating down, and his face is in the piece of paper. Oh, it's it's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> Oh, so I mean, stupid! It's clever. I mean, are you even? Is anyone out there still listening to the show? Because I imagine they've all just just logged off of this and they're watching Dark Place on YouTube right now. I know I would be. 
Yeah. Ironically, my my number one that I had was exactly the same thing. Just the show opening. Um, mm-hmm. You're not gonna skip it. Every time it comes on, you're gonna want to watch it. <laughs> just for him running with the baby and jumping over that that barricade and having the ambulance blow up behind him. Well, and you know, you, you <laughs> pointed out well that it's it's a, it's every bit like MacGyver or or the A Team or anything like that. And you know, they have all these these. Him and, yeah. and the other characters walking down the hallway in fencing outfits and like and you just little clips of of their you know their their daily hospital routine. It's just it's hilarious. The, the thing that I've got since we both had the exactly first one the same. My second is uh, we meet we meet Lucian Sanchez. He's probably my favorite character on here. He's like the, he's the cool guy with the the kind of mullet hair going on. He's got an earring and he's one of the doctors. But the scream when when he first meets, uh, <laughs> crap, Liz. what's her name? Liz. Liz, and they shake hands, and he just screams for like thirty five <laughs> seconds straight. <laughs> and you get all the flashes, like you're seeing into her mind and all the things she she she's apparently got all these powers, yeah. and it's just freaking hilarious, man. Well, and near the end, and he even looks off to the sides, like, "Is this going to stop?" Or yeah, that's what I was about to say. He just he's kind of like ah, still kind of like, and you know, anybody who's out there watching, it's it's Matt Berry who was in um, IT Crowd and and Toast of London. Um, He he did an episode of Community. What we do in the shadows? Yeah. Oh man, the guy. Yeah, he's he's on the new episodes of that. He wasn't in the original ones, right? Right. Oh, yeah, he's in the TV series, yeah. He's hilarious as just a British over-actor. He plays yeah. that in everything, and he's so good at it. Yeah, and he Dr. walks up there and says, Hi, I'm Dr. Sanchez. You're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> right before that was my next answer, my next reason, and that was the cat. <laughs> so, I mean, I know it's going to be heavy. It's kind of yeah. dense here at the beginning. We're talking about the first episode. So this is like all within a few seconds of each other, but... You know, she walks into the the hospital and some and she leans down to pet this cat that isn't there yet, and somebody drops a cat there. <laughs> and then I've you got see this, the arms come out from the side and just throw a cat. <laughs> and then I've got the sound clip. It's a, uh, it's just cat just leave, and the cat like you know, well go ahead. This is what happens when she pets the cat. Just leave. <laughs> Funny. That cat just told me to leave. <laughs> and I think that was Matt Berry's voice. Just leave. Actually. It was. She leans down and pets this cat. And it's just this the, like disembodied voice goes, just leave. It's so stupid. But it, that's the point is that it's all so stupid and they're taking it so seriously that it's funny. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. if, if you've ever seen The Lost Skeleton of a Cadavera, it's the same humor. Uh, my next one goes to uh, just uh, Sanchez overdubs himself. Yes. So he overdubs himself. You can tell it's like a studio mistake, but you can tell the the the, the way that he's saying the words doesn't match the expression that he's got going on, or it's not even synced up right. <laughs> but you can tell it's overdubbed and it's really bad, and it's <laughs> I just crack up every time, man, because there's no sense in even overdubbing him. You know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that too. I noticed in rewatching, like like uh, yeah, Douglas does it too. Where or um, Rick Douglas, yep. who is who is Garth Marenghi's character, like you know, and he does it like this, where he has like a like a Clint Eastwood, <laughs> like you know, like a hissing voice that he does, and and again, it's like there's no reason to have this. He's right in front of the camera. Oh yeah, what you got next, man? All right, all right. Next, I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna have to say Jim, the hospital employee, like. This guy, oh, he's man. he's like a redheaded dude with with uh, with some some no not quite mutton chops, but there's some some big old sideburns, and it's like he shows up everywhere. It was like Jim, do this and this and this, and then yep. he just like walks out like he's not going to do anything. Like he's there for them to read lines to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, people, let's get with it. And you just see him kind of pass by, like yeah, I'm not <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> right. These things just come to you in flashes, but at the beginning when they're showing the credits, and they talk about music by whatever the guy's name is, but it says based on the original melodies whistled by Garth Marenghi. <laughs> right, right. And of course, in the intro, all the characters are given actor names and all the actor names are fake names. You right. know, it's not the yeah. actor who plays it's, them. It's like Garth Marenghi as 
Doctor Rick Douglas is not the actor who played. I don't know it, the whole thing. It's it's very MXC. Yeah. It's 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 funny. It's yeah. funny. Damn it! It's, it's kind of like this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but except yeah, for that part, it's a lie within a lie. <laughs> so, what do you have next? Oh, it's my turn. Uh, the, the fact that when uh, when Garth or whatever his character's name is walks into the hospital and he goes in to see the kid that's in the hospital room for whatever reason, and of course, the kid's like, "It's my father going to die," and it's like, well, "Why is this kid in the hospital if his dad's the one that's going to die?" <laughs> and they go through that whole spiel at the end when he walks out, and he's not even where you can see him, but he tells the kid and overdubs says, "Never take drugs." <laughs> when he walks out, <laughs> yeah, that whole thing, and the kid's like, "They should pay you a hero's wage." He's like, "You're a good kid. <laughs> they should pay it's you just... a hero's wage, and you're a great doctor." <laughs> Yeah, I, I noticed that too, and I'm not sure I caught it the first time through. That like he's talking to this kid about how his dad's not going to make it, and it's like, why is that kid in the hospital then? Because he's got a little a little kid's room with like with animals drawn on the wall and and stuff. <laughs> oh, and actually, I've got a line yeah, from that conversation weird. that that um, I, I didn't I didn't get a clip of it, but where he says. I, I, she's like, he's like, you had to ask too much for you, Rick. And he says, I, I can't do it all. I'm not Jesus Christ. I've come to accept that now. <laughs> it's, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a great. Uh, all right, that's you. All right, all right. Next up, <clears throat> so um, you know, throughout the whole thing, you, you get these these interviews with them, and with with uh, with Dean Lerner, who's who's uh, who plays Moss on on the IT crowd. His name is Richard, and I'm gonna butcher his last name. I always do. His, his name is Richard Iadelaide, um, and he's been in a lot of stuff lately. He was in an episode of The Mandalorian, um, but he's hilarious yeah. as somebody who can't act. Yeah, like he nobody acts like they can't act like this guy. And he and that's his whole thing. This is he's a producer, and he's saying, "Well, you know." Goth wanted me to be in this show, but but uh, I told him I couldn't act, and he said, "I just want the truth." So here's Dean Lerner, the truth, <laughs> and, and all of his scenes are really bad, <laughs> and you can tell they have to cut them multiple times because you know he breaks or whatever. So there's like, like mid air cuts. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's so funny. So yeah, I have to say Dean Lerner as um as as Reed Thornton, his as, as Rick's boss. I mean, he's yep. hilarious. And even in the scenes when he's not doing the lines, you just see him staring at the camera. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I did get an interview clip. Soundbite. Like, Yeah, it's, a, it's called First Interview, yeah. and it's about him talking about this. I'm one of the few people you'll meet who've written more books than they've read. Um, I felt I'd taken the novel as far as it could go. I guess it was inevitable that my imagination would make the move to television. I got a script, read it, Scared me senseless, calmed amplitude, and I said to Garth, I looked straight into his face, I've never been afraid of holding a man's gaze, it's natural. <laughs> I said, this is going to be the most significant televisual event since Quantum Leap. <laughs> well, I do not say that lightly. <laughs> Quantum Leap. <laughs> and the thing is, he's really good in those sections because he, in the interview he can actually be an actor, but on the show he's got to be a bad right. actor. But yeah, the bad acting oh. there—that's that's got to be my reason, and it's always a joy whenever he shows up. I've got uh, next for me. I've got where Garth Marenghi goes in and talks to, <laughs> talks to the psychic, and she says, "I'm a psychic," and he goes, "Yeah, and I'm Bo Derek." She says, "No, you're not." He said, "Good point." <laughs> and then she, he says, "I'm just being sarcastic." <laughs> I'm just being sarcastic. She says, "Well, maybe you shouldn't use sarcasm that way." And he goes, "Well, if everyone you loved." Died, you'd be sarcastic too. <laughs> it's just coming at you so fast, man. And and you know, to you actually, when you see this two or three times, you really pick up a lot of stuff that you just totally missed the first time. Oh man, I I noticed um, Garth Marenghi's belt buckle. He's got this big <laughs> yeah. silver like steer head belt buckle. Like <laughs> like it makes no sense that it would be there. But like, yeah, I, I threw, I wrote it down because I was like, this belt buckle, man. I never saw that before. What you got? All right. Next up, I have um, Larry Wen- Renwick's explosion. That's exactly what I've got next to. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you know this guy that used to work at the hospital with uh, with with Garth is 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 there as a patient for some reason because there's this story of a of a dark night where they open the portal to hell in in the hospital <laughs> and, uh, in the lunchroom. <laughs> He goes in to uh, to visit his friend, and, and you know, and, and his friend's just like in the middle of the room. Going, he's he's got some effect on him where he's like he's in fast motion, and then he just explodes. It's like three seconds. He's going, well, Garth opens the door and goes, Larry, boom. Yeah. And so I've got. And then after he explodes and blood, blood and guts are everywhere. (laughs) And then he goes, "Are you all right?" (laughs) (laughs) Then I've got the best use of a medical shovel ever. Because in the corner of the room is this shovel. He's like, he's like, Garth, kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and kill me. It really hurts. Yeah, just watch and it. And I love it because he's, he's just he's just a head on the ground. I mean, his body is completely gone. He's just a head. And he's looking up at God going, please kill me. I, I'm in such pain. And then, like you said, that shovel's in this in this hospital room. And when he picks it up and the guy's on the floor with his, just his head, he's got his eyes closed, and he hears Garth go, Aah! and he looks up, he's at the shovel, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> And he just smacks the head, and it just goes flying across the room. And it, you can tell it's a rubber head; it's bouncing off the wall. <laughs> and then, then Doctor Sanchez shows up and says, "I'll get a mop." Because <laughs> it's I'll gore get a mop. all over the place. <laughs> yeah, he's standing there with a shovel, and there's blood everywhere. And he, he, instead of saying what happened, he says, "I'll get a mop." Oh man! Yeah, I'm already my head's hurting. I'm already been laughing too hard. <laughs> oh man, it's 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 that kind of thing though, man. Like once you let it take you, it, it definitely dumbs you down a little. Yeah. But so my next my next thing I've got says coffee cup or shovel. <laughs> this is where Dean Lerner goes and gets the shovel and confronts him with it, and about halfway through, it turns into a coffee cup, and then it goes back to a shovel. And then yeah. when Garth Marenge walks away, he crushes the coffee cup in his hand. <laughs> I, I and that's where Sanchez all... blows his lines, but they leave it in there. <laughs> I I have audio of that holy shade. It's kind of long, but it is pretty funny. It's called Thornton Comes Alive. Oh, is that what this is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's kind of long. All right, here we It's awesome, though. Uh, listen for, I mean, Sanchez, he blows his line. And I don't know how much of the conversation I got. I didn't want to drag down the podcast, but I had to get some of this on there because it's because they're all delivering lines like they're delivering lines. It's so funny. Is this a crock of shit? I mean, am I supposed to stay here and say it's a crock of shit? And everybody's like, uh. But anyways. Call it, Sanchez, or you'll get a knuckle supper. Look, Douglas, you're an excellent doctor, but you're also a life wire maverick who, when he's not bucking the system, is biting the hand that feeds, which in your case, it's this hand. Now, I'm not about to tell the immediate family of the deceased that we're going to have to burn what remains of his body in order to close the portal to another dimension. I just won't do it. This hospital's got a reputation, which I intend to keep. I've yet to see any demons on the ward, and I'm particularly observant. So go back to your lab and make me a pill that can cure manners, or I'll kick your ass so hard you'll be able to build a pole in the footprint. Understood? As crystal. But if the gates of hell do reopen, don't say I didn't specifically warn you, because I just have, and that means you'd be lying. That's right after. That's right after uh, Sanchez botches his yeah. line, and I didn't get it just because of the cuss word in it. I, I was like, I yeah, okay, I'll just I oh, get yeah. it there. <laughs> I got more. I got more Sanchez oh, lines man. in episode two because he's got that great, that great kitchenware oh, conversation man. he has. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, he's I got he's that. definitely my 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 favorite person in the show. So oh, he's he's hilarious. Yeah. The next thing I've got is yeah. is Garth Marenghi's car. <laughs> it's, it's, they have these scenes where he's driving this what car, and it's, it's it's like a windshield and an open door, like a dune buggy or something. <laughs> and it, they've got like a fan blowing on it, so it's blowing some smoke by him. And he's like, "I, I had to take a drive to clear my thoughts." <laughs> and it's just it, it's so. 
and then they do the screen wipe. It kind of reminded me of that that promo you did where we were in the car <laughs> where it just kind of cuts off so you yeah. can't see there's no back half. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, man. I mean, the next thing I got, you got to go with the gra- the graveside when they're having yep. the service for Larry. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> man. I mean, <laughs> you can go on and on about everything that makes up this scene because you see Garth walking towards where they're having the ceremony and his feet sound like they're on concrete, but obviously he's walking in dirt and grass. But it's a very obvious... so the feet the footsteps are totally overdubbed and you can see all the tombstones waving in the wind because they're all styrofoam yeah (laughs) the the guy from mighty boosh is uh is is the the reverend and he's given some kind of eulogy like the lord moves in mysterious ways sometimes (laughs) sideways sometimes from below like a mole Uh, but then all of a sudden, Larry pops up out of the grave, and everybody's freaking out. And this is where Garth pulls out his gun, and Larry's mom stands in front of Garth like, "No, don't shoot my son!" So he shoots her to get her out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Larry's sitting up, and he's got Go a ahead. whole body, and he just has like a stitch around his neck. <laughs> like, like he was just pieces all over the room, and he's got a whole body with like just like they sewed his head back on. But Garth just starts unloading it, and then come on, man, Dean, Dean, back here with the shotgun, just shooting in the air. He's just shooting for in no the reason air. whatsoever. Boom, boom, just shooting in the air, like. And then they come back to Garth with a flamethrower. Flamethrower. <laughs> he sends Larry on fire. Oh my gosh, it's it's gold, man. It's gold. It's such a great finale for the first episode because it's like they just they just yeah. push you straight up to the to the graveside scene and then the, like it just becomes this this firefight with this guy in a coffin. It's just so funny and yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. man. The the last thing I have for episode one after that is is the long ass grab. <laughs> so like at the end, <laughs> Garth walks away and and Liz walks up to to Dean Lerner, you know. <laughs> And he just puts his hand on her ass and it just stays there for like the rest of the, until the scene fades. It's and there's a lot of misogyny in it where where they they you know they're they're telling her to go you know buy oh, some makeup or nonstop. You know, it, it and it's the only yeah. reason it's funny is because the guy is such a putz that you know when he's delivering these lines yeah. you're just like oh you know it's, it's like, kind of that she's office like, humor. She's got the scene where she says, well, I'm willing to help in any way I can, Doc. And he goes, well, here, take this mug and go wash it out with a Brillo pad or it'll stain up. <laughs> he says, he says, knock a Brillo around this mud, this mug, or else it'll yeah. get stains. <laughs> and, and like in, in her first little thing, I mean, well, go watch it, for, first of all. Like, we're, we're not going to tell you all the jokes. You know, we can't. But like yeah. she walks in and she's like, I... I <laughs> I went to Harvard, Yale, and got all A's, and it's just like <laughs> she's supposed to be this prodigy, but everybody just treats her like a moron, and she's written like one. Hey, come on! I, I, the last thing I got is Garth on the rooftop <laughs> oh, <laughs> with yeah, his arm gives... in a sling <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> that's right. Hey, like the that's kind of how they outro every episode. He gives a little monologue on the roof of dark place. Yeah. Fantastic, man. So that leads us right into it's raining time. <laughs> I'm going to have to find that other sound bite. <laughs> I'm going to give it five decapitation shovels. Also popular in, uh, in, in evil dead movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it 732. Just leave. <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> Please do us a favor and watch this show. It's free. You're just going to go on YouTube and watch it. Just Garth yeah. Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah. The hardest thing you have to do is type in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it's easy. <laughs> oh, Brian Blessed, what do you think of uh, episode one? Die! He's a fan. I think so. He's, he's ready to dive in. All right, so are we going to so, take a little break and we then come just back move- with episode two? Show sure enough. Be right back, folks. 
new movie reviews all the time. See if these films age just like a fine wine. Oh no, we'll jack it up again. TV, games, and more with them. Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb are all the rage, but we'll lock those critics up in one cage. The Jacked Up Review Show, every Wednesday evening on Spotify, Podbean, Anchor, and other available podcast apps. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is uh, episode two time of Darth Meringue's Dark Place. And this episode is called Hell Hath Fury. And uh, just as bonkers as the first. And we do have a synopsis. And um, I went out and found the cheapest, terrible uh, 1940s <laughs> gangster I could find to do the synopsis for us. Goes like this. Let's hear it. Yeah, see? Episode two, Kappa, <laughs> is the story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. They were two young lovers, you see, with nothing better to do than sit around the house getting high and watching the tube. <laughs> and here's what happens when they decided to cut <laughs> loose, you copper. They headed down to old, old El Paso. And that's when they ran into a great big hassle. Billy Joe shot a man while robbing this castle. You can't catch me, copper. While Bobby Sue... Took the money and run. Yeah. Starring Gosmeringe. Kappa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, was that um was that the the gangster uh, Steve Miller? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well known for, you know, bootlegging. Uh, took me a whole three minutes to come up with that. <laughs> hey, it was better than my sponsor. <laughs> Oh, all right. So I tell you what, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this one, kick it off. Okay. Of course, you get the same intro. You 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 get a different you get a different setup where he's reading out of one of his books and he introduces the show. Then you get the spectacular opening opening of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. But the first thing that I want to talk about is the the temp introduction. We got a temp that's working at the hospital, and every time he they, every time they show him, they the camera shot is way off. <laughs> so it's just like his head from like right yeah. at his neck up, and there's a whole bunch of empty space above it. <laughs> it's true. But they're standing in line to get to get some chicken, and apparently this is a big problem because the the, the chef, which is another great reason to watch a show, He's isn't making tall. the chicken fast enough for everybody. Yeah, he is. And uh, I just I just love the way they introduce this guy because obviously it's like yeah this guy doesn't matter, <laughs> right right yeah, it, yeah she, he's hanging out with Liz and 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 Liz has showed him the ropes or whatever but yeah I, I wanted to point out something that, that Garth Marenghi says at his opening you know he, he comes in and he's like I hope you're sitting uncomfortably and he says in your armchair or your sofa. <laughs> Or your beanbag, if that's how you choose to live your life. If that's, <laughs> it's such a great. If that's how you choose to live your life, it's just so good. <laughs> but, it's that fear that you have of meeting your heroes, right? Because because we tend to be drawn to, especially you and I, we're drawn to those cocky kind of anti-heroes. But if you met him in real life, you'd be like, man, this guy's an a-hole. And that's <laughs> kind of what you get out of this. And I think it's why we like it so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I don't know why I, I got an interview. I, I got the first interview from uh, Health Hath Fury. So um, just just do me a favor yeah. and, and play it now, and we'll see why I, I got it, because I don't remember. <laughs> it's interview <laughs> health. If I had to call myself anything, and I hate labels, I would probably say oh, I'm an imaginer. I call Garth the Orson Welles of horror, <laughs> and that's not just because of his weight. He is a titan of terror. I call him that as well. There are rebels... And there are innovators. I'm a rebel. I play a rebel brain expert who's in rebellion against conventional logic, who's in rebellion against the world order. The show is about rebellion. And if that's not being an innovator, then I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, it's man. because he calls himself a rebel six the times and then says, that's because I'm an innovator. <laughs> 
All right. <clears throat> <laughs> and just the fact of he uh, calling the, the uh, Alfred Hitchcock a horror, and it's not because of his weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, oh, there was some man. gold there. I, I knew I had to get it for some reason. I've got Doctor's Love Chicken and, um, and The Temp. And the next thing I've got for this this episode is um, it, it jumps ahead a little bit, but but um, the hospital basement, like they, they end up going <laughs> yeah. down to the basement, and and it's just this this like I don't know, it looks like uh, it looks like the Nostromo or something, you know? It's got all these like biohazard right. barrels and and dark hallways, <laughs> and, and it's actually a really awesome set. But like, and under every door yeah. is just pouring red light. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it looks like the the interior of a of a worn out spaceship or something. And of course, yeah. I've got it's it's down my list a bit. But yeah, the body in the basement when they <laughs> they find the yeah. like security guard body that's laying there or whatever. And Sanchez walks. I mean, this thing's like fully decayed, man. I mean, it's <laughs> a, it's in skeleton form with just a little skin left. And he checks for a pulse and goes, "Nah, he's dead." <laughs> <laughs> And Garth's like, yeah, it looks like he's been dead for a long time. Got down here and got lost. Couldn't find his way out and starved, so he ate his hands. <laughs> his hands are missing. They gave him this whole backstory for this carcass that's laying there. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. And the temp is with him, of course. Yeah. Oh, I have to step back a step for uh, ahead, one of the yep. things I got is when they have the, the, the temp is standing there and he's asking everybody in the hospital, did you attack the shelf? And they go, no. He goes, okay. Move along. Did you attack the chef? No. Move along. <laughs> and he goes through everybody in the hospital to find out something. Somebody has attacked the chef, and the best way to find out is just ask, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Sanchez says he's very thorough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody attacks the chef, mm. and um, and and you know, it, it it's because it's Liz. She's uh, she's b- breaking because everyone's treating her like crap. And um, and so she starts to have psychokinetic powers, and she attacks the chef with uh, with kitchen instruments. And uh, so you know, I, I know I went straight to the basement, but they send Doctor Sanchez, uh, Garth Marenghi, and the temp down to the basement to to look for stuff. While uh, while Reed and and Liz stay upstairs in the office to find out who the assailant is. You know, there's your plot. There's your plot. That's the episode. <laughs> but there's still a lot of fun to be had. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so what you got next? Well, so so when they're down in the basement, uh, Garth Marenghi has this line where he says, "Keep close; these hallways are really long and curvy." (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, they make sure to put these things in there to 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 remind you that he's a really bad writer, and probably just to see if you're paying attention. I mean, (laughs) all right, my my next one is short and sweet. It just says, "Killer stapler." The stapler cam. it's incredible the POV stapler chasing people and <laughs> like you said the dude earlier that's that's got the the mutton chops goes to call Garth Maringa to say hey Liz is in Dean Lerner's office and she's going wacko in there she's the one making this happen and the stapler's chasing him down the hallway and he gets to a phone booth and it's like right outside the phone booth and he's like no no and it's just a steal shot it doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah that, that's good all right, stuff what you got <clears throat> so next time I've got all the phones in this episode like every time there's a phone call it's comedy gold <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every, every time, I guess they're in different locations, or every time they're doing something and they need to communicate to the others, they, like, have a phone and they're calling somebody. And and particularly, um, Garth Marenghi's phone is, like, an, an old mobile phone. Looks like, you know, one of those ones that should be attached yeah. to a to a suitcase. But all the conversations are, like, you know, they're either really short on one side and the other side gets all the information, or somebody's just delivering lines to the phone. And it's it's hilarious. Yeah. I, I got a couple of them uh, that Classic. I... That that I recorded, but but they'll yeah. come around later. They'll come around later. You've got one that's just called phone call. I didn't know if you want me to hit that one or not. That that's that that comes well. If you want to, the, here's an example of how of how the phone call conversation goes, and and what kind of information is gleaned from it. If you want to play phone call, that that's a perfect example. Hello, Doctor Ray Douglas speaking. How may I help you? Bye. That was Jim. <laughs> 
He said that Liz is the source of all this telekinetic activity. She's pinned Reed against the wall of his office and is propelling objects around as a kind of guard outside the room. He also added that I would hot tail it up there right away, which means going all the way back to where we originally set out from, which is an irony in itself. You stay here. But Rick! No buts. You're a good temp. You've got a lot of clerical work ahead of you. Don't blow it all by getting yourself killed. <laughs> so yeah, it was, this is just hello, goodbye, and like you know, the, all this this plot explanation. It's, it's, it's hilarious, and they use the phone calls. There's another one later, but yeah, the phones. That's oh, my next man. reason. Uh, you've got the soundbite for my next one, so maybe we can talk about it in in conjunction, which is the plate shooting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, you know, the reporting that, you know, all through the hospital, there's just objects flying around everywhere. Sanchez gets his face burnt by, uh, it's, it's a, it's an iron, a clothing iron, but yeah. it's cordless, I guess. It's got a big cord, though. <laughs> but it burns to the side of his face. He calls it a cordless iron, but it's got oh. this long tail of cord. It, I don't I <laughs> But apparently things are going crazy, and, and then uh, uh, Garth's boss, like we said, he's trapped up here with Liz, and he busts out one of his windows to his office and starts shooting outside, and there's a bunch of plates like like from a bad science fiction movie back in the 50s, almost a, uh, what was yeah, the like director? Yeah, like uh, Ed Wood. Like Ed Wood. That's what it looks like. The plates are just hanging out their own wires, and Dean's shooting out the window with a shotgun. <laughs> Shooting these plates and going, I can't hold these plates off much longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, while you're standing there dreaming about lipstick. <laughs> yeah, that's in there, too. You should I'm just play the clip. D- I can't hold these plates off much longer, Liz. <laughs> Why don't you help? Instead of just standing there dreaming about lipstick. <laughs> Holy cow! It's you, isn't it? You're doing this. Like she's been standing there with stuff floating around this yeah, whole she's time. Stand- yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely good. And like, oh, is it any time? Any time that Richard Adelaide is on the is on the screen is just gold. He's hilarious. Yeah, next one. My next reason to watch the show in, in, in its entirety is is just Dr. Sanchez's kung fu pose. And whenever anything's going down, <laughs> he, he like he jumps into this kung fu pose like like he's gonna he like yep. and half the time he pulls out a gun anyway, but like he's just he's got this like, you know, action <laughs> pose that he does. And he's doing it like all the time. He does it at the the funeral. Um but he does it when these, yep. these like random objects around the hospital are attacking him too. And it's really funny. Yeah, well, I've, I've got to tie in with that, and I know you've got a sound bite of some sort, but there's a scene where Sanchez shoots a gun, like <laughs> shoots a gun with another gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's got he's got his gun, and he's shooting at some utensils that are floating around, and then the gun starts turning around to shoot himself in the face, and he throws that gun on the ground and pulls out another pistol and says, suck on that, and starts shooting the other gun with the gun in his hand. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. I don't have that that sound clip because it would just be a bunch of gun shooting. But yeah, that's it because he's got like right. a holdout gun on his ankle that he pulls to shoot his other gun with, and it's just so stupid that it's funny. Yeah, actually, well, the sound clip that I've got is uh, is Sanchez versus Kitchen, and it's when he gets cornered by a bunch of kitchen utensils, and it's another good oh, phone yeah. call example there if you want to play that. Yeah, it's me, Dad. I'm in a dead end. I've been cornered by some cutlery. I think I can take them. A whisk, a tin opener, and a spatula. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the whisk out first and hold them off as long as I can. Ah! I'm hit, I'm down. Yeah, got me in the leg. They'll be after you next. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I love how they're always. And that's when he goes into kung fu pose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it, it's just like Garth Marenghi, where he's like, "Garth Marenghi, how may I help you?" <laughs> when they're answering the phone, it's always these like, <laughs> like "Hello, okay, bye bye." You know, it's just so stupid. Like, but yeah, the stuff they do with the phones, I guess, because they're used to delivering lines to each other. They're like, "Well, how would they be talking?" Like, "Well, what, we have to explain what's going on." 
And so they have they all have these phones, and it's just so so funny. <laughs> So was that you or me? I can't remember. That, that was I, I just because you were talking about um, um, Sanchez and and the gun, which I had to, oh. and then so so um, I'll I'll take it up again. I'll say um, the discussion about slow motion. So like um, <laughs> Dean Lerner talks about how the episodes were coming in eight minutes short, so or more. So they they opted anything without dialogue for slow motion. So there are all these scenes of people running in slow motion or standing in slow motion. And it's so it's so funny. Oh man, uh, the, the, I've actually got slow mo running as the next one, which is you know where <laughs> Garth is running through that hallway, and it's just the funniest looking running you've ever seen, man. It's hilarious. I love yeah. the fact that he runs he, after he tells the temp not to screw this up because you've got a future ahead of you, and he takes off running, and what he's running to is just like maybe fifteen feet away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's stretched out because they put him in running motion and it takes him forever to get there. And the other guy like walks towards it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it still gets there uh, too late. So funny. Yeah. So that's you. That's me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, slow mo. Well, I, since we're, since we're talking about Sanchez, uh, yep. how about him fighting the trash can? <laughs> I got it right here. I said Sanchez versus trash can. And then I was like, where is it? A rubbish bin? I don't know. It's in Britain. So I guess it's that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's literally like what we saw in Army of Darkness where you can tell somebody just tossed Bruce Campbell a skeleton. Like, here, do something with this. Uh, okay. And that's exactly <laughs> what this is like. The trash can comes in and he's just rolling around on the floor with it. <laughs> and he even says it's something. hilarious. He even says something when it, when it pops up. Yeah. He's like, what? Huh? And then <laughs> throw it at him like, <laughs> and it's one of those like round top ones with the little with yeah, it's 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 good. The next thing I've got is the temp goes Rambo. Oh yeah. So the, oh, the yeah. yeah the temp takes off his shirt and he like ties his tie around his head as a as a, as a you know sweatband and then takes off to go help Rick, you know and and you know at this point he's not gonna make it. <laughs> and he he runs into the room and you've got Liz. Floating in the air like some possessed person from any of the movies we've covered on this show. <laughs> yep. And uh, and you've got Garth, who's now fighting a fire extinguisher <laughs> on the floor. And the temp runs in, and there's a toolbox laying there. And then all of a sudden, every screwdriver in the world <laughs> is in this toolbox. <laughs> and they start flying and hitting the temp right in the chest and he's got like 25 screwdrivers in his chest and just won't go down and we get another great scream scene from from garth at this point where he's just going no and of course it's all slow-mo yeah <laughs> it's hilarious I, I love it because the because the the larger joke is that anybody in this hospital could have been killed but they're fighting file cabinets and and and, and whisks and and like and then the one character that they introduced at the beginning of this show shows up, you know, just to die, and 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 they're like fifty screwdrivers in his chest. Like this has been a really deadly situation, but everybody's been screwing around. Like like you said, you know, uh, Marenghi's like like got a he's he's fighting a fire extinguisher on the floor, like a fire extinguisher, and then. In retaliation, he throws that fire extinguisher at Liz and hits her in the head, and she yep. comes crashing the ground. And then you see the fire extinguisher bounce across the floor because <laughs> you can tell it's a fake one, right? It's <laughs> it's not an irreversible moment with the fire extinguisher. So much fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, that that's I, I kind of ended it on screw on uh, on toolbox full of screwdrivers, but um, there is a fun oh, yeah. you know little wrap up at the end in 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 Thornton Reed's office where he's um. Yeah, well, where they make a joke or two. Do you yep. remember how Liz ends it? What does she say? The, well, the, uh, Dr. Sanchez is like, let me go buy you a drink. And she's like, as long as it isn't a screwdriver. <laughs> because she's like, sorry, guys. I didn't mean <laughs> yeah. to go crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about being a screwdriver. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the, and, of course, you get your 80s kind of freeze frame laughing scene at the end, you know, the credits come up kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, they, they go to, to Marenghi on the rooftop, but 
his little speeches yeah. are so are so pointless. They might as well be one of my outros for this show. You know, there's <laughs> and I knew from then on I would have to fight forever, <laughs> all kinds of evil. You know, it's like yeah, okay. Now we got to wrap up little little speech. I think I enjoy this one just as much as the first episode. And the first one's hard to beat. I, I agree. I agree. They they they, they up the ante until I think the next episode was was weak for me. Um, yeah. So, maybe we that'll won't be continue. for another episode. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you know, actually, I was going to say I might just uh, I might just phone it in and I'll just use use uh, one of his his outro speeches as the uh, <laughs> as the outro for the show. Yeah, why not? Hey, you know, it's yeah. a little more content in case you're on the fence about whether you want to watch it. It's one more thing to hear and decide. But I highly recommend anybody listening to Helming Power Hour if you like our sense of humor. You're gonna like Garth Marenghi's oh, yeah. Dark Place because it's just so bad. Absolutely. Yep. So that brings us up to another. It's rating time. Yeah. <laughs> rating time. What you give it, Danny Bobanny? Oh man, um, I'll have to give it a uh, fifteen screwdrivers in the temp's chest. And I'll give it seven thousand chefs going son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> And they, they use that a lot. Like like they have a lot of like like scenes where somebody's done talking and then they go, son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> yeah. And Brian Blessed, what do you think about episode two of Darth to Darth? Darth Meringue's Dark Place. The hunter becomes the hunter. Oh. Wow. He's on the fence. Yeah, yeah. I guess he didn't like it as well as the first one. Maybe not. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. This is a test of the emergency podcasting system. Listen to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Politics, movies, and political movies. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, LegionPodcasts.com. The Psychosemantic Podcast. All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed coming back and listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I know we've enjoyed at least getting to hang out again because it's been a while for us too. And uh, like like Danny said earlier, if you enjoy this show, if you've enjoyed any of the movies we've ever covered here, then this show is, is I mean. Garth Meringue's Dark Place is something you should not miss. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's not going to be much of an investment. You know, you, you go on YouTube, look it up. If you don't like it in the first little bit, well, you know, you haven't lost anything except maybe 10 minutes of your time. But we bring it yeah. to you because when we bring it up to people, they've never heard of it. it, it they're short episodes, so you're not going to be investing a lot of time. They, they move quick. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, you said it best. I mean, if you like our type of humor, then <laughs> this looks like a show that you and I would rip off. <laughs> the, the sense of humor is spot on. The show's a good show. We hope that you find it and enjoy it. And we will definitely be back to bring you more shows about this or about DC Cab or um, whatever it is you guys want to hear about. It just might take us a little while to get back. But we are still here. We're still kicking. Just like we hope you're out there kicking. I'm kicking. Yeah, I'm, kicking chicken. I'm kicking ass like Dr. Sanchez. <laughs> you're a woman. <laughs> yes, I hope that's not a problem. This uh, is the 20th century after all. <laughs> well, all right. I don't have anything else. You got anything, Danny? Nope. Just uh, remember, everybody, stay safe. We hope that um, that you're having a good time yep. and that everything's going well for you. And uh, thanks for listening. Absolutely. Don't forget to hang out with us on Facebook. We got, I don't know, three or four different pages there that say Helming on it. We got the Twitter account. We got the Instagram account. Just, uh, you know, be be friendly and cordial like the people in Dunwich. And uh, maybe we can get together and have a Milwaukee's best. Folks, we will see you later. Adios. <laughs> Welcome, minions. To another end of another show.
doors of Dark Place were open. Not the literal doors of the building, most of which were closed, but evil doors. Dark doors. Doors to the beyond. Doors that were hard to shut because they were abstract and didn't have handles. They were more like portals, really. From this day on, I'd have to fight these forces of darkness and deal with the burden of day-to-day admin. So remember, until next time, actions speak louder than catchphrases. Good night, everybody. will receive the following classic curves by Biddos, the pants for feel good company a gift certificate from maru chan ramen noodles rice aroni all guests receive a copy of the hell ming home game thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of mark allison jeremy finch and jacob Kennedy. Hell Bing is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at legionpodcast.com. Hell Bing is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying good night.